You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to the show. This is Ship Talking, WCHL's relationship talk show. And I am your host, Sharon Levine. And I am joined here virtually with a super special guest. One of my best friends from childhood, Yasha, is joining us from Washington, D.C. What's up, Yasha? Hello, greetings from the district. I am so happy to have you. One of the benefits of remote recording is that I'm able to have people from outside of the area. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So before we get started, I wanted to remind you all that Ship Talking Now has an email set up. Please reach out to us with any questions, thoughts, comments, or people you want to recommend to come on the show. Uh, at shiptalking at wchl.com. One more time, that is shiptalking at wchl.com. We would like to hear from you. So let's get into it. We have been talking a lot about the impact of the quarantine on our social connections and relationships. We are going to continue to talk about that today. Miss Yasha, You have been on and off the dating apps for a while now with a few (laughs) relationships in between. Am I right? Yes. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. You and I have talked about boys for many a years going on, like, I don't know, 15 years we've been talking about boys. (laughs) So strange. So strange. Yes. (laughs) Um, But right now your status is single and dating in the nation's capital. Am I right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So we've talked here on Ship Talking a little bit about just regional differences in the dating scene. So how different it is to date in like Raleigh-Durham versus New York versus San Francisco. Um, The Raleigh-Durham scene, I've always said, has felt very transient to me. A lot of people kind of come in for grad schools. There's lots of universities here. And so when I was on the dating apps, I was running into a lot of people who would come here for like two years and then have plans to go somewhere else. So that was always, always, always tough for me. Raleigh and Durham seem like they would be really close, but it's actually a 30 plus minute drive. And so it's like traditionally hard for people here to develop relationships if you're in Durham with someone in Raleigh. And so just, just kind of some unique regional uh, barriers and nuances like that. And so my first question for you is, what's it like to date in DC? What's the the dating culture, the dating vibe there? Um, wow. Yeah. It's, um, I think it is what you make of it. It can be a lot of fun. Um, my personal mantra when it comes to dating is, um, high standards and low expectations. And that's usually been (laughs) very, (laughs) I love that. Can you say that again? Yes. Um, my personal mantra when it comes to dating is, uh, high standards and low expectations, high standards, low expectations, people. I love it. Yeah. Um, because I think, we all have in our head kind of what we've imagined we think we want. Um, and that's usually very, it's an interesting, um, imagination experiment, (laughs) but, 
the actual flesh and blood human beings that are out here, um, it can vary a lot. So you can kind of find yourself trying to fit people into certain boxes and that doesn't necessarily work out well, leads to a lot of disappointment. So definitely go with the flow. Yeah. So is the, is the scene there a lot of, um, like young professionals working in politics? Is it, I know you have a consultant background. Are you running into lots of people in the consulting world? Like what's, what type of people, um, would you characterize if it's the dating scene in DC? Yeah. So it's, um, I've actually noticed that in my twenties, um, it definitely had felt more transient. People were coming in for grad school, um, for short-term internships or, you know, temporary working at some place to be able to go somewhere else. Um, but now moving into my very early thirties, just to be clear, um, (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely a transition to people who are more interested in settling in the area, um, which is different. Um, As far as the demographics and and types of jobs, um, there are a lot of people who are in politics. There's also been an uptake of people who are in tech fields, which is interesting because I am in tech now. Um, And I would say that the diversity of types of jobs I'm seeing has increased. And I don't know if uh, I'm sure that's a product of several factors. Um, Some of it can be political, um, but otherwise it can just be a product of more people getting on the apps and there's just a more variety. Do you think most people single dating in DC are relying on the apps or is there um, kind of a, a good single scene there? That's, that's the million dollar question. There's this feeling of, I mean, it is FOMO, which is, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out, um, where you, at least I felt obligated at times to be on the apps because I might miss out on a connection. Um, and also it is difficult to expand your social circle in DC. I've heard this from a number of people, um, so it can be challenging to kind of just randomly meet someone when you're out and about. What are the big apps there? Um, I've heard of, as, at least among in the straight community, um, <laughs> there's Bumble. Uh, I think Tinder is still around. Um, <laughs> there's Hinge, which I think tries to delve a little bit deeper beyond just left or right swipes. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's also one that's a little more recent. I think it came out in the last couple of years called the league. Mm -hmm. And that's actually, um, from how I've seen it, it's positioned to be a somewhat more elite platform where there's a wait list and you need maybe a friend to refer you. And, um, it's, it's very much, uh, fancy, you know, yeah. Like links into your LinkedIn profile, to verify that you're actually who you say you are. Um, so there's kind of the range of things depending on what you're looking for. Gotcha. I think that's a good place for us to pause when we come back in a few minutes. I want to hear a little bit about 
your experiences dating in this new age of social isolation. (laughs) So we'll be right back with you. Thank you for listening to us on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I am your host, Sharon Levine, and I am joined by my very best friend, Miss Yasha. Hello, Yasha. Hello, Sharon. Hello. So we learned a little bit about what it's like to date in D.C. in the last segment. And I wanted to transition into what it's been like for you specifically dating in D.C. and dating during this very unique period we're all going through together. So we've talked a bit in past episodes about how the dating scene has really been transformed in this age of social isolation. Um, We are hearing about virtual dating for the first time and how to get to know someone while also remaining appropriately distanced. Um, It's a weird time. It's a weird time for everyone. I've heard it's a super weird time for dating. Um, I've heard it's created a lot of really new barriers about like, like how you can't immediately see or feel if you have that physical attraction to someone, but that it's also created some kind of new positive trends in this dating scene. I've heard of people just talking more to to people and really seeing if they have that kind of like emotional conversational connection. And so I'm just really interested in your experience here. How has a national pandemic impacted your ability to date and connect romantically with people? Yeah. Great questions. Uh, Thanks. I think that it has, I think it has been interesting to be more introspective about what I'm trying to get out of dating because prior to this self-isolation, social distancing, you know, scenario, there was definitely kind of a, a step one, step two, step three approach to online dating. It was, you know, you match on an app, you exchange, you know, a few lines to, you know, I don't know, (laughs) introduce yourselves, ask a couple questions. And then one person usually suggests meeting up for a drink or, you know, coffee. You schedule a time when that happens and you actually go and meet. And then at that point you make a decision on, well, at least for me, it's usually, is there physical attraction? Is there some sort of chemistry there? Um, uh, just because that's something that I put a lot of value in. Um, but uh, that's so, now it's, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about it like that, how there very much is this kind of established structure, established mm-hmm. like aden- agenda in this online dating culture. Mm-hmm. Step one, step two, step three. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And, I, and of course, I'm speaking from my own perspective as far as, you know, I'm interested in dating to be in a long-term relationship. I'm sure some of those steps are skipped or <laughs> other steps are involved when people are interested in a more casual encounter. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, there's kind of a, a set number of steps. Yeah. And one of the very early steps, in my opinion, is um, meeting up in person and that kind of being 
where you make a decision of do I continue or was that a bust? Yeah. Um, whereas now, um, it's been interesting because I've had to ask myself, okay, what am I, what am I trying to get out of this conversation when it's only going to be a conversation and I'm trying to get to know this person? What are the things that I'm going to talk about that are going to go beyond topics that would fill up a first date of like, what do you do? Oh, where do you work out? You know, what do you do for fun? What's your favorite brunch spot? Like it forces you to dive a little deeper um, and and gives you the opportunity to do so. So Um, are you whole, are you having these conversations by phone? Are you doing FaceTime video? How does, how does that work? So I am on Bumble and I had noticed that Bumble has a video. I mean, this maybe months, maybe years, but Bumble has a built-in video chat function. And when I saw that, of course, pre-COVID, pre-quarantine, I thought, oh my God, that is so creepy. Like, why would I ever want a video chat? And that's the weirdest thing. And after this whole quarantine started, I thought, oh, well, that's so great because then I don't have to give them my number. Bumble's a genius. Um, It's genius. And, you know, what else are we, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Can't meet up for coffee. Um, and also wanting to respect safe distances. So it kind of became a very easy transition to start suggesting, Hey, do you want to do a quick video chat? And after a couple video chats, I thought this should be standard practice. And you know, those steps I mentioned earlier, um, this should be standard practice because as much as somebody might present themselves one way on their profile with their pictures and through texting, um, there's a vibe that you pick up on when you're actually speaking live with someone. And that's something that you're able to pick up on, maybe not as clearly, but to a much clearer extent than through texting. So that actually is something that I think I will carry forward even after this whole quarantine self-isolation thing passes. Well, Um, yeah, I remember when I was dating, just going on so many dates where I I knew so early on that I wasn't interested in the person. Um, and I, and just having to sit there for hours, just, just knowing that I wasn't interested and just wanting to leave, but feeling uncomfortable. And it was such a time suck for me. And so I, I do, I do think that just kind of addition of let's talk by phone, let's real quick, or let's have a quick video chat can really cut down on, I hate to say time wasted, but it's a big complaint. It yeah, it's a big complaint of a lot of people who are in this online dating world. It 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 can be such a time suck. So yeah, I agree. I think it's a it's an, a neat shift. Um, and then I had pre- previously never participated in something that league offers, which is speed dating. It's three minute rounds and they match you up with people. Which I Um, heard and I was so intrigued by, and you invited (laughs) me to sit in on one of your speed dating sessions. And then uh, I was like late to join it. And then she was already in a session and I didn't get to hear it. And I was a little annoyed with you, but I, I, um, (laughs) I really, you didn't miss anything. Don't I really worry. want to eavesdrop on one of these like speed dating sessions because I think it's so fun sounding. Yeah. And it's also a great way to figure out how someone communicates because I've been on dates where, I mean, again, the entire date is three minutes and then it, the app spins you into another date. 
um, oh, so the app else. that's so and, so that the app. Do you swipe on people who you're matched with in speed dating, or is it literally just random? It's random. It's new people that you're not already matched with that aren't in your like queue to heart or that's so interesting in in league. Um, And it's interesting to see how people communicate when, you know, when I know that I have three minutes, I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it succinct because to me, that's almost like an elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting to hear some people just rattle on for like a minute and a half or two minutes about like a, Hey, how are you doing? And then it's like, okay, well now we have 30 seconds left. Thanks a lot. (laughs) That's that's such a, that's such a cool feature. Have any of the other apps released that or is that unique to league? Um, no, not that I know of. Um, no, I don't think there's, and I'm sure there's other dating apps out there. I just think these are the three most popular from me and my friends that we've talked about. All right, I'm going to have to pause you right there. We will get back to talking with Yasha in just a few minutes. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. We are back to ship talking. I am your host, Sharon Levine, and I'm here with my good friend, Yasha. Hello. Hello. All right. So we heard a little bit in our last segment about what dating during the social social isolation has been like um, for you. You've had to get creative in a lot of ways. And have you gotten any creative quarantine pickup lines oh that's a good question um (laughs) so far i have not um usually they're very much like the normal hey how are you or how are you holding up and i got one recently that was you still alive and i thought if i don't respond i wonder what the (laughs) what's the protocol there yeah (laughs) um but there is this reddit thread about um what are your best quarantine pickup lines? And there are some very clever ones in there. Do you want to hear some? I do. And I might have also done my own research and have a few to share with you as well. Oh, my. Okay, you go first. Okay, you want me to go first? Okay. Um, my first one is, Yasha, if I had a dollar for every time I thought about you, I'd be in the highest tax bracket and then I'd be able to get tested for coronavirus. Ooh. <laughs> That's Nothing terrible. Nothing like flirting with social commentary. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay. Um, this one's a poem. Ooh. Sharon, roses are red, violets are blue. If I end up in quarantine, I hope it's with you. Oh. Yeah. Ditto. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. One ply, two ply, neither. The only thing I'm looking for is your reply. (laughs) Would you reply to me? (laughs) That's a good one. That is... Okay. Um, Hey, Sharon. You can't spell quarantine without... U R A Q T. Oh, that's a sweet one. 
I would respond to that one if somebody sent me that. Just FYI, just putting that out there into the universe. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, last one. I think this is our last one. Yes. Okay. Are you COVID-19? Because if I had you near me, I wouldn't leave the house for two weeks straight. Oh, oh, my. Sizzling. <laughs> Sizzling. All right. Well, that is it for this remote recording of Ship Talking. Thank you so much to Yasha for joining us today. This was super fun. Thank you, friend. Yes, absolutely. It's so much fun. Um, hopefully you can join us again. We have some more ideas. We we want to hear your quarantine pickup lines. Please reach out to shiptalking at wchl.com to let us know the lines you're getting, the stories that you're accumulating. We want to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening to us. Please tune in next week to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. 